Welcome into the In the Money podcast for Saturday, November 28th. Tom Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. Hope all of you had a very happy and enjoyable Thanksgiving as we take a look at the Thanksgiving weekend Saturday card at Churchill Downs. And it's uh, their big day for two-year-olds, and that includes two graded stakes. So, Jim, we'll just jump right into the first one. It's the ninth race, the grade two goldenrod for two-year-old fillies, mile and a sixteenth, just like it will be for the boys. And how did you see this one? I think this is pretty simple, uh, simply ravishing, no pun intended. Uh, just looks like a standout here. She uh, was well-regarded in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies of Kingland, Ran a very good fourth, got beat two links to be quist and stay out of the office and girl daddy beat her, but uh, she had a bad start at, at that in that race. And uh, still got a 90 buyer, only lost by two links to two of the best fillies in the country. And one of the things that you learn about when you look at buyer figures, uh, simply ravishing is what's called a triple fig advantage. Her best three buyer figures are better than any horse in the race. Nobody else has run an 80 in here and she's run an 81, 89, 90. Um, I just think this is uh, the other horses in here have a long way to go to, to pick it up to get to her level and she's already there. Not saying that they won't later on in their three-year-old year, but at the end of her two-year-old year, I think Simply Ravishing is is a standout here. I think uh, the, the five travel column is interesting for Brad Cox. She went off at four to one in the Alcibiades at Keeneland. Uh, got beat seven and a half to Simply Ravishing. She hopped at the start, and she just never really got into the race. Uh, wrapped her up at the end. She's only two lengths out at the top of the stretch. She got beat by seven and a half. If she moves forward off that race, and she has every right to, as, as Brad Cox has had a terrific 2020, I think travel column might be the upsetter in here. But uh, when we get to pick four, I think Simply Ravishing is the strongest single that I've got. Yeah, I couldn't. Uh, pick against her either for all the reasons that you mentioned. I like that she's got two mile and the 16th races already under her belt. Uh, travel column would be the second pick. Uh, one of the Asmussen's I, I kind of like is Clary Air, uh, the six. Uh, horse debuted at a mile and the 16th. That's a big ask and uh, got up to win. And that's the only outing. And now she's jumping right into a grade two stake. But, uh, you know, by Curlin, so she's bred to love uh, long races and she should get better as they stretch out and so my hunch is she's probably good enough to finish second or third in here and probably not win and we'll get better you know and maybe catch up to them at a mile and an eighth but uh nevertheless uh just in case she is that good i think uh, she's uh, worth taking a look at too when you build your pick four ticket but simply ravishing uh for me 10th race is an allowance optional claimer uh, non-winners of one other than level seven furlongs two-year-olds here and I ended up just settling on two horses here one for Chad Brown one for Brad Cox I took the Chad Brown horse six founder cutting back from a mile and a 16th two turns to seven furlongs you get Gaffley own riding who's had a great uh, meet the uh, 10 Mandelown for Cox though the horse that uh, this one beat in the debut came back with uh, a nice win I think it was last weekend at Churchill. So uh, that's uh, worth taking a look at. If you go deeper, probably ultimate for Asmussen would be my next one. But I think I'll uh, stand with Founder and Mandaloon when we get to the pick four. How about you? I like those two as well. I really wanted to pick Chicken Truck in here. I just think that's a strange name for a horse. <laughs> but I can't make a case for Chicken Truck. 
out of a $32,000 maiden claimer from Indiana. But uh, it's a nice story. I don't have any idea why they named that horse that, but there's got to be a story behind that. Um, I'm going to use the same two that you used. I thought, I thought Mandolin was uh, was the key here for Brad Cox because of Bob's Edge coming back and winning uh, last week at Churchill. I'm also going to use a horse that you didn't mention in here, um, Twirling Mamba. Uh, one of the things that, that people this time of year overlook is Indiana Grand Racing is a lot better than people think it is. And this horse broke, her maiden, uh, broke his maiden at Indiana by three and a half or three and a quarter and then came back as the two to five favorite in allowance race and stumbled, started, and lost the rider at the beginning. Uh, uh, so just throw that out. That horse that was a 67 buyer in the, in the uh, debut would probably have run in the mid-70s, which would put him right there with the two horses that we picked on top. And, and they're going. he's going to get uh, totally overlooked in the wagering because of Chad Brown and um, Brad Cox being in here. So... I'm going to throw Twirling Mamba in there as just a shot because that debut was so impressive. And, uh, again, the Indiana horses get overlooked here at Churchill. So I think that uh, horse has a shot. But going three deep when we get to pick four. 11th race is the grade two Kentucky Jockey Club. This is the male version of the uh, two-year-old mile of the 16th grade two. And you've got uh, some horses that ran in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile at Keeneland going in here. Uh, I thought it was a pretty well-matched group. Where did you land? Yeah, I thought so, too. I think this one's a better betting race um, than the uh, Goldenrod. Keep me in mind, if you just look at numbers, uh, it's a standout in here. Uh, nobody's running anywhere close to 92 that he got in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, but he's still a maiden. He's 0 for 3. Uh, of course, two of those races were grade 1. So um, uh, Diodoro jumped him up off that maiden effort at Churchill when they actually tried the horse on the turf and got rained off the turf and showed some ability on the dirt. Now he's gone off at 52 to one and 30 to one in two graded stakes. And he's gotten a second and a third. So he's going to be the favorite in here. Uh, had a bad start last time out. I, I can't use him by himself though, because he's got such a uh, comfort behind style that he's going to have to have a good trip in here. And he may not get that. Uh, there's some other horses in here that have talent. I got to use sitting on go for Dale Romans and his uh, entry mate Smiley Sabatka. Sitting on go went into the Breeders' Cup Juvenile um, at nine to one. Had a lot of betting um, interest after that Iroquois win at Churchill, and uh, just was wide in the race. Never got involved. Just just never never fired at all, and, and was really disappointing. Um, to draw a line to it. Maybe he just jumped up to Grade One Stakes Company too quickly. Maybe he just did had a bad day, but running back to the 84 at Iroquois, the Iroquois he had here puts him right in this race. We give him a big shot. Also going to give a big shot to King Fury for Kenny McPeak. And this horse also comes out of the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Did not run well that day. Again, just didn't get in the race. Was inside. Don't think he liked it down inside. Just got shuffled back and, and never never fired. But again, he had a great race at Churchill in the, in the uh, street sense and got a 79 buyer. So liking Churchill uh, could move up here, and I think he could give keep me in mind uh, all he wants. Um, the other horse that I'm going to use is Swill for Brad Cox, just because it's Brad Cox coming off a seven furlong maiden win, stretching out to a mile of 16 for the first time. But sometimes these late-blooming uh, two-year-olds jump up and surprise you in this race, and uh, I think Swill 
probably fits the pattern. So going to go four deep here when we get to the pick four. Uh, Got to keep keep me in mind is probably my win pick, but I'm not uh, sold on the fact that, that he's a lock. Really needed him to get up for second in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. You and I both loved essential quality, and um, I think uh, keep me in mind was north of 20 to 1 in there. Uh, anyway, he's going to be on my ticket, certainly, but I ended up taking sitting on go on top. Really loved the win at Churchill two starts back for the Romans Barn. And the Breeders' Cup Juvenile broke from the nine hole, so not a great post. Got a wide trip in there. Uh, I think in this softer spot, he could come back, and if he could run back something close to that effort uh, around one turn two starts ago, he could be a major, major player in here. Uh, keep me in mind, uh, King Fury, uh, I know uh, McPeak is really high on that horse, and out of a dull run in the Breeders' Cup, came back with uh, a nice gutsy win last time at the start of the Churchill Fall Meet. And then I'm going to also throw in Inspector Frost uh, for Brad Cox. It was just a really easy maiden win last time, and uh, I think they've got uh, some high hopes for this one, even though the speed figures are a little on the light side. These two-year-olds can improve dramatically. If you went deeper, uh, Arabian, Arabian Prince for Dallas Stewart uh, I thought was intriguing. Uh, one first time out for Dallas, and that's not something that uh, he normally is known for, so that suggests this one's got uh, some talent. And then came back and, and ran you know, solid second time uh, out. But sitting on go is going to be my win pick in the Kentucky Jockey Club. Twelfth race is a maiden event for two-year-olds going seven furlongs. And didn't have a strong opinion here. Probably should take the seven out of sight. Second start for the Cox Barn. But I went to a group hug trying to get a little bit of a price for Ian Wilkes. Uh, I like the way this one finished first time out. Wilkes horses are not known for winning first time out. Uh, so more, more known for making a big uh, jump in the second start, which that is the case for this horse. So I took group hug trying to catch a little bit of a price. But I'll go deep in the pick four because I don't really have a strong opinion. Vancouver Moon's going to be on the ticket. Runway Magic. Uh, Nitro Time. Uh, laughing boy, going to use all of those. Uh, probably out of sight would be the most likely winner, but I'm going to take group hug. How about you? I agree with uh, out of sight. Uh, horses coming out at that one race at Churchill, out of sight, runway magic, um, both fit here, um, and group hug. All of them, all of them ran pretty much together. They they're a length apart. Uh, you don't know which one of them moves up. They all got buyers around 59, 60, 61. Going to use those three horses. Um, and also use uh, a couple of first-time starters, Vancouver Moon certainly for Eddie Keneally, and Prince Major for Paulo Lobo, who's had some uh, horses at the Keeneland meet and early Churchill that, that are live. And uh, this, this horse has a nice work pattern. Uh, might get overlooked in the wager with all the other big shots in here. So we're going to go five or six deep. We'll get to pick four. My pick four ticket, uh, I'm going to take three horses in the first leg, five, six, and eight, uh, then six, ten in the second, two, four, six, eight in the third leg, and then two, three, six, seven, ten, eleven in the fourth leg for $72. Now, what I would suggest you might consider is just singling, simply ravishing, but making it a $1 ticket, and if you do that, you could play it for $48 and have a $1 ticket instead of a $0.50 cent because I think she looks awfully strong in there. But if you, you don't want a single, then um, take uh, the three horses and, and play a little bigger ticket, and uh, maybe if you could beat, get, uh, get her beat, you could uh, boost the payoff a little bit. How about you? What's your pick four ticket look like? 
Well, I'm a single simply ravishing, so my ticket is not that expensive. I went eight in the first leg, simply ravishing. Three horses in the second leg, six, eight, and ten. Then one, two, four, seven. And then as many as you can afford in the last leg, but I think six horses might get me to that uh, pick four threshold. Three, five, seven, nine, ten, eleven. So that's a $36 ticket. You know, and there's one other horse um, uh, you might consider in that last leg. I'll just throw in there, just looking at it, Repo Rocks. If you throw out the turf race last time, the previous effort uh, for this uh, this one from the Belmont Barn, previous two efforts really were uh, were okay. They kind of are in line with the, the rest of the field. And off that last race, this one might get overlooked. So could be another one you would uh, consider throwing in there. That's the four horse. It's a uh, wide open last race. And uh, as uh, Jim likes to say, if you, if you get up to a point where you're using half the field, Probably a good idea to consider using that all button if you can afford it. Best of luck with your wagers on the Saturday card. Some nice racing around the country. Delmar's got some uh, good-looking stakes this weekend with good fields. So uh, wherever you're playing, make sure you've got your Keelan Select account funded. Whether you're watching football or college basketball, you can still play the races through Keelan Select. And a portion of your uh, plays go into supporting the thoroughbred industry that we all love as well. One other note, if you're in the Lexington market, simulcasting is going to resume at the Red Mile this weekend. Uh, started on Friday as uh, we tape this, and then uh, we'll continue, obviously, through a nice big weekend for racing around the country. So best of luck with your plays this weekend.